WMGM, Sean Patrick. That's me. You're finally ready, brother? You, you, we're here now. The day is here that you can finally talk to this great legend himself. Yeah, I was 24 hours ahead of time. That's how excited I was. <laughs> <laughs> He's all yours, Papa. He's all yours. Awesome. Steven, welcome. How are you? I am good, sir. I'm not even going to start out with a question. I'm just going to say thank you for being a massive, huge part of the soundtrack to me growing up and still to this day. Oh, way cool, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Awesome. And of course, we're talking Rat, the Atlantic Years box set. Again, I I grew up listening to all these records, still love them to this day. How involved were you with uh, putting this box set together? Very integral when it came to, you know, I think we're the only band in this BMG series of box sets that are able to put this booklet out. This tour booklet is amazing. Besides looking really pretty, you know, everybody and the remaining guys put their two cents in with the photos. And I dug in my archives. I picked some photos that I thought Robin would dig. And we wanted to make it kind of special, you know, gave you an, uh, something from Invasion, a pass from Invasion, a sticker from 84, Stellar. Uh, it's all kinds of cool stuff in there. A Wanted Man poster. Uh, I mean, Jesus, I don't even know what's in there. Actually, a pick, a guitar pick. Well, it looks great, man. It looks great. It just and besides that, a lot of great music. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I got to ask you this. I mean, you came up in music in the '70s and into the '80s. You know, you had eight tracks and vinyl, and then cassettes came in, and then CDs, and then vinyl left, and then you got streaming and MP3s, and CDs are gone. But here we right. are, full circle <laughs> with vinyl again. Can you believe it? Yeah, isn't that amazing? And it's the difference between two-inch tape and digital. You know, two-inch tape's always going to sound better. I mean, when I record and write, even write, I'm recording on cassette. And, I'm, you know, it's not digital. I don't go into a studio. I, I do it like I did back in the 70s, hardcore, you know. But it's amazing that vinyl is is such a presence now. And it's also a collector's kind of item, like it was back in the day. You know, we'd get vinyl, we open it up and go, wow, this is great. You pick up Alice Cooper Schools out, and there's panties wrapped around the album, you know. <laughs> I mean, you were able to get away with all these things. You know, Kaleidoscope, Zeppelin three. you know. Give us a wink, sweet. The thing winked if you moved it up and down. I mean, I love it. No, it was great. I mean, I, as a kid growing up, my sister had a huge vinyl collection in the 80s, and I just I loved opening it up, and I learned how to play uh, a record, but I would read the liner notes, and I'd look at the pictures. And it was just a it was just a different time, but we're getting back to that now, and uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely all for it, man. So let's throw it, throw it back to the early 80s. Sunset Strip, you got all these bands, rats right in the middle of all of it. Did you guys know there was a movement happening? Did, did you feel it back then? Yeah, I did. I, I, I knew it was going down when I was hanging out with Ed, at, at, you know, Van Halen at, at the Whiskey in 78. I knew something was going to go down, and I set my sights on Los Angeles January 1, 1980. I moved my band Mickey Rat to L.A., and I said, I'm going to be here and, and, and be a part of this and we did we we did that yeah man i mean you were one of the uh huge bands that came out of that era i remember i was i wasn't allowed to go to concerts yet and i begged at 10 years old to be taken to rat and bon jovi in philadelphia at the old spectrum i didn't make it there i ended up getting to see rat years later but my mom wouldn't let me go but i begged and begged because i was obsessed with invasion oh, of your privacy man. Oh, 
my God, the Spectre, man. I remember that place very well, actually. Yeah, I, that, that's amazing, brother. I eventually got uh, hooked on concerts, and here I am sitting in Radio Man. So let me talk a little bit about solo Stephen Piercy. You were here last year in Atlantic City, played the Orange Loop Festival. Uh, what's going on with the solo, uh, solo career right now? Well, right now I have the sixth solo record I've been trying to get out for a while. I have a record uh, called Legacy that's coming out soon enough. Got tons of music from my career. And we've established the Sunset Strip Experience to be a concert series, Metaverse concert series, and a residency. And I'm going to be touring it next year with some of your best 80s era individuals or bands. And that might be just where I'm going to be calling it a day. And it's so we're working very hard at that right now to where, uh, you know, when I walk out of this, I'm going to make sure that my band Rat is well-respected and, and, and we had made our mark and it's going to be an imprint. How does Rat get involved with a Geico commercial, by the way, which I loved? Wow, you know what? They almost picked it up a rerun. We, oh, that was such a brilliant. The only thing missing from that is it wasn't the original guy. But they just approached us, and just like anything else, you know, either yay, nay. And, of course, we were going to do it. Uh, the, the, the song charted again on the rock tracks. It's amazing. But it was fun. I did two other little mini uh, commercials for them, too, after that. We did two of them, or three, actually. And, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And, 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 you know, now Cobra Kai, and and I just did another commercial uh, for Dollar Center. Yeah, it's great. I I love getting us out there in any media we can. And that's awesome. So we got Rat the Atlantic Years box set. It is out there. Like I said, I mean, I have the old school records. I have the original copies, but I probably will uh, dive into this one as well being a, a vinyl nut. Throwing it back to, to Philly when you played the TLA a few years ago when you still had some of the uh, original guys in the band, I got to go backstage and uh, got to hang out with you guys with my morning show guy and uh, our friend Erica. Do you remember someone making you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich backstage in Philly? Yeah, yeah, man, I do. <laughs> that was actually. us. That was funny. <laughs> and my old guitar player from Arcade was there, too. Yeah, I think he might be the guy that got us back there. But yes, she just saw, her name was Erica. She saw food and you walked in and she made you a sandwich. (laughs) I remember that. Yeah, the PJ, PJ sandwich, yeah. I will say it again. You guys were a huge part of my uh, upbringing and, and just falling in love with hard rock music. The hair still stands up in my arms when I hear the intro to lay it down. It is it just is iconic. I thank you for all that. And listen, I know you're saying this might be calling it a day soon and you're doing the solo thing, but we all cross our fingers that the OG guys that are still around do at least one more show. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pray on our own, but I know there's all kinds of politics there. Steven, I thank you for your time, my friend. You got it, brother, and I'll see you out there soon enough again. Next year's going to be real busy, and we could. I'm going to expect to have a lot of PJs on that rider when I get into town. <laughs> I'll make sure she's there. We, we'll bring the sandwich maker. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Take care, man. Be good.